I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Carmelo Torillo, an educator and entrepreneur who is a professor of practice at Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business. He is also the co-owner of Francofonte Catering, which has operated a gelato stand at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival for more than a decade. Today, we'll talk about what it takes to serve high-quality food to thousands of people at the fest each year and how his life as a business professor informs his entrepreneurial pursuits. Carmelo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rich. Great to be here. All right. So first off, it's the Thursday before the first weekend of Jazz Fest. I am surprised you have time to talk to me. What's happening today and, and what does it take in general for you to get ready for this giant event each year? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of in the in the eye of the storm right now. We're, oh, there you go. We're, it's, uh, uh, we've been ramping up literally for months. And uh, we got everything, all the all the equipment and and a lot of the product loaded in to the fest yesterday. But but right now we're waiting for power. We're waiting for uh, you know all of these these things so that we can get everything ready for the fest to open tomorrow. So hopefully that will all happen. We'll see. You know, it reminds me of the actual gig itself, where you bring all the stuff. All, yeah. It's not your drum set; it's your it's your fridge, your freezer. And you yeah. get it all on there, and then you have to work with some people there to get it all operating and and ready to go. Uh, so yeah. So what do you bring? Like, what do you have to bring out there every year? Holy smokes! It's it's uh, <laughs> you know it's 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 like a gig, but it's like a you know a kiss gig from 1978. <laughs> <laughs> We've got wheels. <laughs> we've got fireworks uh so it's 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 crazy we've got so much stuff but you you need it there's no way around it so so the big thing is that we've got a uh you know those pods that you use when you move or or you know yeah. maybe you've seen them on the so they have those now that are freezer pods oh my gosh yeah so so we have one of those delivered to the house i don't know uh like a month and a half two months ago we had that delivered and then over the course of that two months we make gelato and fill it up you know and and uh the nice thing of course is that gelato is is frozen so it's got this nice long shelf life we can make it two months ahead of time no problem uh. um and we get it all filled up and then the truck comes this happened yesterday the truck comes and the, the pod now is full of product, but the guy comes and, and gets it on his truck, just like any other pod and, and takes the whole thing complete to Jazz Fest oh and then sets it down right next to our booth. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And so it, how big is this pod? Like, you, what's the square footage or the cubic, you know? capacity of this thing yeah it's a good question it's it's exactly like what you see on the side of the street okay. so so you wouldn't guess necessarily that it was a freezer pod well then how how does it uh, how what powers it is a generator yeah good question no we have to we had to have a a, a special kind of 
outlet put in at the house to it plugs in it's the same outlet as uh like a tesla takes so it's like a yeah that kind of thing and then at the fest the electricians who are awesome everybody at the at the fest it's it's amazing uh, the what they set up and part of what they set up is running us this power so we do have that power it's uh, so when it gets delivered we can plug it right in it never loses temperature it's it's uh it's awesome and and it's i mean full 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 you know you open the door and there's just a gelato a wall of gelato that is so amazing to me now now where do you make where do you make the product so we've got uh in Italian, you call it a laboratory, a place where you work. Uh, but I guess in, in English, you'd call it a kitchen. We've got a kitchen in um, uh, in a spot on Magazine Street. So it's uh, it's got everything we need. We've got uh, Italian pasteurizers that that cook everything because we're because we make everything from scratch, everything, you know, basically, as far as the state is concerned, we're a dairy, we could have cows kind of walking around in the backyard. <laughs> uh, so everything has to be pasteurized. And we've got these great machines that do that. They're remarkable machines. They're in some ways kind of like an instant pot in that you, you know, you kind of put everything in there and it, it cooks it. But, but instant pots, bring the temperature up but then they they keep these these machines you know 60 liters of of product they will get to pasteurizing temperature which is about 165 degrees fahrenheit hold it there for half an hour you know that's how long it takes to pasteurize everything and then bring it back down and within like a half an hour it's back down to four degrees celsius which is about 38 degrees fahrenheit um it's it's an amazing machine. So we've got two of those, and then we've got a batch freezer, which is the the kind of thing that your grandmother used basically to churn ice cream. We've got uh, a big one of those, but the it, the idea is exactly the same as as those uh, home machines. And then we have what's called a blast freezer. A blast freezer is kind of the opposite of a microwave. And this blast freezer, you put it in there and it gets the gelato really cold, really fast. And, and it, it works so fast, actually, that the free water that's, that's still unfrozen when it comes out of that batch freezer freezes so fast it doesn't have time to crystallize. Mm. And those ice crystals are what makes ice cream, you know, kind of uh, grainy. Uh, and and they, if you let them form then they grow they're almost organic but but by freezing it so fast you don't let them even form and so it it makes it so that we don't have to use chemicals and stabilizers to to keep the gelato creamy it, it's it's all natural okay this equipment all sounds amazing and it also sounds expensive and hard yeah. to maintain yeah. and everything <laughs> yeah. else how is it that you how did you build this this arsenal of of, of you know gelato making weaponry yeah, you are absolutely right about all of that. It is all of this equipment would be pretty typical for, I would say, any mid-sized Italian town. A small town wouldn't have it, but but a mid-sized town would have it. Um, but in the states, I'm not sure how many folks have any of this equipment. Uh, it's it's all uh, it's all very tricky because. 
the FDA uh, and and uh, the the USDA they they don't they don't automatically even um, approve this stuff. You've got to get it specially approved because the laws for milk pasteurization, for example, were written in the mid '40s after World War II, right. and so it's based on that technology and and the the things that you can buy in the states easily fit that kind of technology and so because our machines are 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 much more computerized and uh uh especially built custom built they don't they don't fit these kind of you know automatically approved things so we have to have people come and, <laughs> and check out everything okay. uh, and as a matter of fact it, it, rich we got started right after the storm right after katrina yeah and um we called we called the state and and said hey this is what we're thinking about doing do we need any kind of special permits or anything and oh no no it's fine it's fine are you sure <laughs> oh, yeah 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 okay and then so we got everything we 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 got it all set up we were you know a week or so from opening our doors and the inspector comes out just to make sure we did what we said we were going to do and he comes out there it's like, whoa, <laughs> you cannot be doing this. You know, you can, you can just buy pre-made stuff and freeze it. It works great. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing. So, so it, I think if it hadn't been right after the storm, the, the Louisiana dairy uh, industry was really trying to get back up on its feet. And so they were kind of being a little more uh, accommodating to folks. I, I think if it hadn't been because of that, they would have just said, no, you can't do this. But, uh, but the state actually was, worked with us and we wound up, uh, they, they gave us kind of a provisional uh, license so that we could, uh, we could get started. Um, and then they were gonna you know, make sure that we were, uh, that everything was okay. And then uh, about a year or so after they wound up coming back and filming us to show, you know, how to uh, how to do this stuff correctly. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Okay, I've got two general questions based on what you just said to me, and then I want to get back to Jazz Fest. But, but one is, uh, why do you have to? Why is the pasteurization important? I thought that every, every every bit of dairy that you would be using would already have gone through those processes. What? what yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it, it, you've got a double process. So everything that comes into our kitchen has to be pasteurized at least all the dairy has to be pasteurized before it even gets there yeah. and then it needs to be pasteurized again as part of the process oh i see okay so it's like a second second wave yeah because as soon as you add sugar and all of these things that that aren't pasteurized i see I it see. becomes an unsafe food again so you've got to pasteurize the entire okay. thing as a whole the answer is chemistry chemistry <laughs> Still, maybe sugars and, and other things all meeting together in different environments and you have to be safe. Understood. Exactly. And the second question is, um, uh, so there's plenty of other gelato uh, shops in the, in the United States. Is it that, do many of them not use the same authentic equipment from Italy? Is that the difference? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it's what I call a uh, train station gelato. And if you've been to Italy, you know, 
that every train station has gelato and and in fact the matter is it's pretty good there's nothing wrong with it you know um uh, but they are they, it's a it's a much easier process you're not making everything from scratch that's the ah, difference oh okay wow okay train station gelato i love that yeah uh, <laughs> okay well so so thinking now so i'm getting a sense of how how much equipment and how much uh how many years of investment you put into this whole concept and now getting back to just say every year getting ready mm. um, from jazz fest how much stuff do you make would you say like i don't know whatever whatever way you can measure that and how many people are involved in the process of getting getting you to this point where you've got gelato to sell holy smokes uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, it's um, it's it's a, I would say a huge undertaking. <laughs> um, we've got a uh, we've got a a great crew that uh, that we rely on that that uh, come back year after year to help us out, which is really awesome since it's, you know, it's this kind of temporary gig. But they uh, they come back and and help us because you know we're we're uh we're we're buying fresh pineapples for example and peeling pineapples and, mm -hmm. and it, a lot of them and it just you know uh takes a lot of time and work we're doing that with with uh strawberries we use fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula. they all have to be washed they all have to be uh paired and and uh, it's just a lot of steps a lot of work but we have a great team doing it um and it's you know part of it is i think that it's fun. I mean, it, it really is a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, almost like a, a carnival atmosphere, like a, like, you know, a, a traveling carnival, not a Mardi Gras mm -hmm. carnival, but, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, a, we're all there doing it uh, uh, to make this uh, experience for people. So, so there's this really fun aspect to it. Um, we use a lot of ingredients as a matter of fact our chocolate we've got two chocolate flavors and uh we all of our chocolate we get from valrona which in my opinion is is one of the best chocolate uh, companies in the world they're from france and they've maybe you've seen valrona they've, at the grocery store you can buy valrona chocolate bars but, okay. but the valrona we use is straight up chocolate so there's 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 no sugar there's no milk it's just chocolate okay uh, and it's called pate and uh, a few years ago they told us valrona told us that we were the biggest customer in the united states for this pate for <laughs> this is and all we do is use it for jazz fest and <laughs> and we've got two chocolate flavors but that's that's how much we're using that's incredible. Yeah. For, for two, you know, two long weekends each year. Yeah. Yeah. What are the ingredients? The basic ingredients, I assume is a lot of milk, a lot of sugar. Uh, yep. what, what goes into your gelato? Well, so gelato is fundamentally different from ice cream in that it's got a lower fat content, but the fat is distributed differently. So in ice cream, the fat is kind of um, uh, emulsified kind of across the product, like like cream. 
Um, but uh, in gelato, the fat is, is broken out of an emulsion right at the moment of freezing. So instead of being kind of like discrete little bubbles of fat, it's, it's like a, um, a scaffolding of fat. That, that provides structure across the entire thing. It's much harder to do it that way, but you get just as creamy, if not a creamier mouthfeel feel from a lot less fat. And that when you have less fat, I mean, yes, it's healthier for you, but, but that's not why we do it because it tastes better. Fat covers your, your taste buds. And so it kind of masks other flavors. When you get that creaminess without all of that fat masking the flavors it's a, it, it pops in a in a way that uh that most most creamy things don't so it's it's mostly milk we do use cream of course but but much less than um uh than ice cream uh typically uses and and no other kinds of uh oils or anything like that except of course like when you when you talk about chocolate chocolate brings its own fat to the mix um and so well that's another important point that every flavor is built from the ground up so it's not like we have a mother flavor and then we just add chocolate or add strawberries or add whatever we we want to it every flavor is built from the ground up to accentuate what that flavor is about uh, and so every recipe is different, uh, but they're all going to have, well, all of the, all of the gelato will have milk. Sorbeto doesn't have any dairy. That's the difference. Uh, we have a, a few sorbeto recipes out there. Uh, and then sugar. Um, and uh, uh, we use multiple kinds of sugar. The, the trick is to have everything taste great and be nice and creamy and soft at the same temperature, right? So the creme brulee is soft at the same temperature that the chocolate is. And to do that, we have to kind of work with different kinds of sugar. So we use uh, organic cane sugar. And then we also use honey, for example, that's mm -hmm. got, it's a little bit sweeter and it's a little more powerful in terms of uh, as an antifreeze ingredient. Um, and then lots of fresh fruits. We try to use as much locally as we can. For example, the strawberries uh, and the blueberries, even though they're not on yet, we, we use frozen blueberries that are local. Um, uh, and then uh, egg yolks. Um, I guess that's, that's most. And then we, we, we make a lot of, so like we use a, a bourbon pecan. We basically... We use Louisiana pecans and we make our own pralines and then break right, those pralines right. up to put right. in. So uh, a lot of that stuff. So it's all natural, delicious things on their own. Yeah. And then you exactly. It, it, yeah. <laughs> you, you really can't go wrong. Right, <laughs> no matter right. how much we mess it up, it's delicious stuff. So. Well, look, I know you've got to get get back to praying for Jasper. So let me just ask a couple more questions. I just want to talk a little bit about Jasper. I know that you've... <clears throat> You've been in the gelato business in, in many different ways for the last almost 20 years, but now mm. your focus really has become Jazzfest. Well, mm. How has that become the central part of your gelato um, enterprise? And you know, what, what, are the, what are the best parts? What are the hardest parts about doing this every year? Yeah, uh, so uh, <clears throat> absolutely. We, uh, basically, all we do is, is Jazzfest these days. And, and that's because it really 
it encapsulates all the fun parts of the business as far as we're concerned. So kind of connecting with people and making fun flavors and making flavors that really underline how great the food is here in Louisiana, how great our produce is, how great our, our, our dairy and our uh, fruits are. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, it started out as a hobby making gelato and it was something that I, I maybe foolishly <laughs> thought I could uh, make a business out of. And, and in some ways it's kind of come full circle. This is all the fun that we had as a hobby without kind of the calls in the middle of the night that one of the machines is down, for example, and, and you know, all of the uh, it, keeping track of, of the, the, the drudgery of, of, of owning a restaurant. Uh, it doesn't have any of that. But so it's a lot of fun. But the challenge, of course, is ramping up to this huge thing from nothing. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like Sisyphus, but, but, you know, it, it, from starting with the boulder at the bottom of the hill, right? So you're, you're, <laughs> uh, you got no momentum to go with there. Um, yeah, and also you're, you've got all the other responsibilities in your life that you have to somehow, uh, you know, adjust so that you can get all this work done. Absolutely. Life for two, three months just becomes jazz fest. Uh, and everything else, uh, well, <laughs> not not teaching classes, of course, but uh, <laughs> everything <laughs> else is more important. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, life life revolves around Jazz Fest, I would say. Uh, well, so speaking of the just the the lifestyle when you're out there at Jazz Fest, <clears throat> are you in the tent the entire time, or do you get to get out? Do you get to see music? Do you get to try other food? Mm. How's that go? Yeah, great question. So it's it's a very different kind of fun being at Jazz Fest at the booth, uh, and and so it's it, it's great being there. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun even if we don't get out at all. But we usually are able to sneak out every now and then. It's not the kind of thing where we can guarantee. Oh, you know, uh, the Who is playing. We're gonna go and see them. You never know when you're going to get this time to go exploring comes, but you know there are occasional lulls, and and Katrina and I, my my wife and and business partner, can kind of run around and and catch uh, catch some shows here and there, and it, it kind of makes it more fun, you know, because then you're kind of in explore mode, and you don't know what you're going to find, and and that's part of the greatness of jazz fest right is 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 finding this music that you didn't know existed yeah, uh, discovery right and then the food bit is absolutely works in our favor rich because <laughs> we've got this kind of black uh black market kind of uh trading food <laughs> that's what so i was picturing right yeah, everybody's happy to eat gelato, so we can we can trade with with different tents and and uh, try just about everything that way. Oh, that's great! I, I mean, I, as as the words are coming out of your mouth, I, I was of course that makes sense. So, every, you guys all will do like behind the scenes bartering and trading to try all the other delicious foods. Well, it's quality control, right? You want to make <laughs> sure that uh, that everybody's up to snuff. That's great! I love I love that. <laughs> Okay, so your partner in life is also your partner in your gelato journey. Uh, what, what's the strength that you say each one of you brings to this uh, operation? 
Uh, yeah, that's easy. Uh, I bring none, uh, <laughs> and uh, Katrina makes it all happen. That's uh, that's our strengths. Uh, she <laughs> hates she hates doing things like podcasts, so that's my. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically the marketing department for the operation. Yeah, uh, I uh, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You're a smart man. Um, Okay, and then just two, two more, well, two, maybe three more quick questions. You know, how does your, how does your life, your other life as a business professor affect your life as a, you know, a gelato aficionado and entrepreneur? Do you apply the skills you teach in class to your venture every year? Oh, yeah, yeah, great question. I, I do, obviously, but uh, I, I would say even more importantly is that I can kind of uh, give real world examples to my students, right? So it's, it's, it's much more kind of a, a flesh and blood thing when I can explain a concept with how it actually works in, in business. And, you know, when that business is gelato, it's that much better, right? Everybody loves right. gelato. So, right. um, uh, so it's definitely, it's a full circle kind of thing. Each one informs uh, and is improved by the other. That makes sense, of course. And then, of course, you can force all your students to uh, work in your tent for their <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's finals time for them. Oh. It always is finals at, at Jazz Fest. So um, most of them don't even get to come out and, and see it. Oh, that's terrible. Lost opportunity. And then um, yeah. the, the, the pandemic and then the lack of Jazz Fest in the last two years, how did that affect you, you know, from a, just from a practical standpoint and from a psychological standpoint? Right. Well, uh, we, I think we're, we're very lucky in that uh, we do Jazz Fest because it's so much fun. Uh, but there are so many vendors out there who this is, this is their main source of income, right? Not, I mean, not just Jazz Fest, but catering in general. And so this pandemic, I think, has really hit uh, those kinds of companies very hard. Um, and so uh, we've uh, uh, been trying to, it, it really is a community and, and uh, we are all kind of connected. We're, we are all friends on Facebook. We're keeping track of each other's lives, all the other vendors out there. Uh, and so it's, uh, uh, it, it's been tough, but, you know, as of tomorrow, it's uh, a, a few of us won't be out there, but but I would say the lion's share of folks made it through and uh, it's going to be just a celebration and uh, probably tears of joy, tears of relief when it all uh, starts back up and having this weather, of course, is, is going to make for a, a, a happy, successful jazz fest for everybody, I think. Ah, well, that sounds so fun and I can't wait to get out there and I'll definitely have to come get some gelato. Carmelo, thanks so much for talking about this on the day before it all uh, unfolds. <laughs> Love talking to you, Rich, anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.